This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey guys, it's Swazi here on the Litmus Podcast, and today marks the two-year anniversary for the Grenfell Tower fire that happened on the 14th of June 2017. Um, so today, this evening, there's loads of things that you can get involved in um, as you are invited for an evening of remembrance on the second anniversary of the Grenfell Tower fire. If you're free from 6.15pm, there's a wreath-laying service at the tower. This will be shown on screens on Silchester Road and Kingsdown Place. Then from 7pm, there's a multi-faith vigil. This will be held on the Junction of Silchester Road and Lancaster Road adjacent to the Methodist Church. This will also be shown on screens on Silchester Road. And from 7.45pm, there's a silent walk. The walk will start from Silchester Road, W11, and you can follow at Grenfell Silent Walk on Instagram for more details. Please do come down. You can join in from Silchester Road, W11, and do wear something green. Today's episode, I'm really, really glad and fortunate to be joined by Sandra Ruiz, who lost her niece to the fire, is a member of GU, Grenfell United, the official group for the survivors and the bereaved. And so she's on the line right now to tell me a little bit about her story and also going green for Grenfell. Hi, Sandra. Hello, Sarzine. Hello. Thank you for inviting me on. Oh, no, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's such a pleasure. And you know how much I'm in awe of you and how much I just think so much of you. Um, and so today is, of course, the second year anniversary to mark um, Grenfell House Fire. And it's just such a pleasure to have you on the Litmus podcast. Um, I suppose we just start a little bit about your story, really. Maybe just tell our listeners who you are and what do you do? Uh, well, in my day job, I work in a primary school, and that seems a million miles away from what I actually do today. I mean, I still work in a primary school, um, but uh, since the 14th of July, I've been supporting my family um, following the fire at Grenfell, where mm-hmm. um, I lost a niece. Um, and that has been my main motivator, really, for making sure that this doesn't happen again. It's such a devastating loss for so many people. Um, and we just need to make sure it just doesn't happen again, you know. So I give up a lot of time to volunteer, um, both in social action, trying to get regulatory change with a group of amazing people, all made up of um survivors and bereaved families uh, who come under the name of Grenfell United. Yeah, and I'm so, you know, it's such a privilege to kind of volunteer alongside uh, Grenfell United, the official group for survivors and the bereaved. And I just find you guys so funny, you know, when you guys get together, it's such a joy to be around you guys because, of course, it's such a um, such a tragedy, but yet you find um, such hope in one another. Why do you think that is? 
we've needed to. It's survival. You know, if you can imagine all these people came together under the worst possible circumstances. Mm -hmm. And it's our way of actually retaining some... Um, some normality you know we have to have a laugh we have to you know the the subject matters that we talk about are so heavy sometimes um but people are people and and we're a good bunch (laughs) you know and uh it it just helps to have a little bit of a laugh sometimes we we try and bring light we try and bring bring compassion to every piece of work that we do um, and we draw strength from each other and that's really really important sometimes people have to step back and that's completely understandable too mm. um, under the circumstances so we're there to help each other we're there to give each other energy um, and be a springboard for, for you know carrying on all the work that we do yeah and a lot of changes come because you've come together hasn't it I mean a lot of the things that you have fought for and seen happen wouldn't have happened had you not raised your voices had you not gone and created the group and 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 gone there yourself so for those listening that just think oh you know people can just talk and talk and talk but unless people get up and work together um nothing happens would you say that's true and unless you do get up and fight things don't change you're absolutely right Sazi. you know we've we've found skills in ourselves that we didn't even know we had we yeah. found ourselves in situations that we would never have imagined ourselves in you know we've been in the cabinet office uh, meeting with the Prime Minister and and with ministers and voicing the concerns of the whole community and voicing the concerns of the country. Mm. Um, and that's pretty big if you think about it, but we're not there because, you know, we just want to go for a jolly. We're there to actually get fundamental change. Yeah. Um, and I think it's in all of us, really. We can all find that strength within ourselves if we believe in the subject uh, enough to make sure that that we want to bring change. And, you know, that's a call to everybody out there that everyone can make a change. you just got to put in the work. you just got to find what really fires you up. And and this is really important to us, Um, you know, because we're fighting for so many people. We've had changes that we've had to fight for that we shouldn't really have had to fight for. So things, for example, like getting a panel um, for the inquiry, that was a really hard fought battle um but we've got there we've got two named panelists who will be coming on board for phase two um that's amazing we have uh, yeah you know it's so so hard and we wouldn't have got there you know if it hadn't been for the support of people like stormzy yeah who did that amazing set um and and you know people reacted to that people then thought actually i can help i can sign up to this petition let's get it through and mm-hmm. that was amazing amazing support from the public i think you made a really good shout about stormzy um at the brit awards and everyone remembers that just thinking why does it take a young boy from you know south london right. to yeah. to to put a tweet together to put the the action out when really the authorities should just do that anyway. It's not something that should be demanded. It should be something that is done from the top down. Um, And young people watching a Stormzy, watching that, not only moves you to think, what on earth is going on? But then you get all the signatures. And and I think he was quite pivotal in that movement, wasn't he? He was totally instrumental. Yeah. Totally instrumental on it. You know, it's, I I would guarantee. Well, you saw on that night. Actually, we were all watching. Mm. We were all logged into the to the um, uh, petition. Okay. And we were watching the numbers just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through. And we were WhatsApping each other, going, "Oh my God, we were all <laughs> in different parts of London." And we were, "Oh my God, this is going crazy." And wow. you know, it was 
that one incident that caused that to happen because we couldn't break through um we couldn't break through 30,000 mm. signatures before then it was you know and we were pushing it a lot mm-hmm. yeah as with him, we went over 159 suddenly in just one night. It was amazing. Yeah, that must have been crazy to watch as well, just see it yeah. total up. We've also had confirmation from government that they've released money to remove cladding um, from social housing and now more recently from privately owned housing, wow. um, which is amazing and, and hopefully will give some respite to uh, people living in dangerous homes at the moment. Yeah. You know, and but, but the thing is, they're focusing only on ACM type of cladding, and that's one cladding. But sort of you, you and your listeners may have seen that this Sunday, very tragically, we, we've had another fire yeah. in Barking. Yeah. Um, that wasn't ACM. That was a different type of cladding, but it's just as dangerous. Mm. Um, and, you know, more than 20 um, flats were completely devastated. Yeah. Two people were injured. Uh, luckily, not seriously, but they were still injured. And, you know, those people will have lived through a trauma very similar to Brownsville. It's, it's, you know, people are only now just sitting up and listening because it's happening too often. Mm. Um, and we just hope that we don't have, you know, an outcome like we had previously with Grenfell. Yeah. Definitely. And are you aware that you're making history? Because it's so funny, since since Grenfell, I'm so aware of, of fires. And even, you know, I live in Ilford, not too far away from Barking. And when that happened, mm. I was... I was like, oh my gosh, how? how? So many questions are, are how? Because you're thinking, haven't the lessons that have been outlined by Grenfell been learned in order to prevent future fires? And clearly not. So when you when you are talking to politicians or just when you're going about your day-to-day and, and with Grenfell United, is there the sense that you are making change and you are making historic change that in years to come, people will look to you and think, wow, because of you guys, I'm safe in my home. Well, that's very kind of you to say so. I suppose we are so focused on getting the change. Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't take enough time to reflect on on the change that has actually happened so far. Mm. You know, our urgency is to make sure that people can sleep peacefully in their homes yeah. at night. You know, that's really important to us. You know, eighteen children died in that fire, mm-hmm. and they'll never see another birthday. And that's that's so sad yeah, that so we just sad. can't allow it to happen anymore but you know we are we are making changes it is slow it is a very slow process but government seems to work like that and mm-hmm. they don't understand the urgency for a human life i mean um if you think back to you know some of the stories have told that ed Defan was writing for years yeah before the grenfell fire you know mm-hmm. he actually said a few months before the fire it will take a catastrophic event mm-hmm. and loss of life um for the local authority to, to listen. stand up and you know to listen, yeah. um, and after the barking fire, residents were saying exactly the same. They'd been raising pro- you know these issues mm. months before their fire, you know, and pe- you know that social housing landlords need to listen. They need to listen to their tenants. The tenants are actually living in these properties day in day out. They see the dangers, whereas you know somebody who comes to inspect on the, every six months yeah. or every year, Doesn't they're not going to pick these things up. They just mm. not going to pick it up. So we we need to have a, a mechanism, you know, a regulator that when landlords are not listening to residents, mm. 
that they could go somewhere and complain and be listened to. I think that's so, so important. Yeah. And what would you say to a landlord? Because sometimes I, I get the sense that the landlords and the people living in these properties are from two different worlds. They don't understand one another. And mm. so they're less likely to listen. But obviously that's wrong. So what advice would you give to landlords who, yeah, I don't know, just don't see anything in common with their tenants? That's a big question. What would I say to that? I'm probably not the best person to ask because yeah. it might not be printable. <laughs> but if we're looking on the positive side of things, you know, if they want to be thought of as ethical and uh, progressive landlords, mm. then they need to listen to their residents. And if a common theme is happening, if a common theme is coming through on their communications that there is a problem with this, that there is a problem with that, they need to join those dots and address the issues and engage with their residents to to find a solution that will work for everybody because their best advocates will be the people living in those homes. Definitely. Yeah. If they work with them properly. Yeah. If they work with them properly. Yeah. Big time. So everything is going to get very green today and then on from um, the 14th to the 28th of June because everyone is going to go green for Grenfell. And this is Let's huge. Hope so. <laughs> this is fantastic. I mean, and also you've partnered with um, the Department of Education to push this program through, which is huge. Um, so talk to me a little bit about Green for Grenfell. What is going to happen? Well, you know, moving on from, you know, the sadness of the last two years, we want to make a positive contribution, a positive legacy. Um, and what we found is straight after the fine, you know, you were there. Um, so many people came and volunteered. So many people came and showed their love, you know, whether it was bringing water or clothes or blankets or just helping sort out all the donations that had been given. It was amazing to see people come together um, in a spirit of unity and and compassion, you know, yeah. compassion. And, and I think society, although there are pockets of this, we've lacked it a little bit. I think we've lost that a little bit. And Green for Grandfather is all about bringing communities together and working for a common good. So we're asking uh, schools and youth groups uh, to come together and dress in green, find a project that they can get behind, whether it's a five-a-side football, whether it's a green Mm -hmm. cake sale, whether it's a a school fair, whether it's a sports day. Wear green, pull together some funds and give those funds either to your own school for a project that you can come together with or or, or a you know, community group in, in your own community. Um, it's just nice to do something nice for others. And yeah. I think it gives everyone a real feel-good feeling. It's, it's uh, important to feel that you're making a positive contribution. And young people are also really crucial in this. So when I say schools, it doesn't necessarily need to be schools. It can be guys, it can be scouts, it can be church groups. It can be anywhere where you get a, a group of people together who say, okay, what can we do to help our neighbours? Mm. Um and and they you know they get behind it uh, and really what we want to see and what we want the government to see is that people are really behind this and sharing in social media or through all the different channels um their pictures of, of their event or just them dressed in green showing solidarity yeah. doing their bit i think that's really really important yeah really important and you're in a school so what do you think you guys are going to get up to <laughs> oh well we're holding our event on the 20th of, of uh june nice so we're not doing it right at the beginning well i'm going to be do, you know i'm going to be 
uh, so commemoration services yeah. on, on the 14th of June. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have a cake sale. We're going to be all dressed in green. We're going to be doing a bit of planting. We're going to be getting our playgrounds looking very lovely for the summer, for all our summer events. So that's all our community. The parents are joining, the children joining, teachers, uh, grandparents are coming. So yeah, no, it'll be a fun, fun day. That is, so, do you know what? That is just recreating the real spirit of community of what I saw and what I was, you know, um, down and, and, and volunteering with because it's it's amazing, isn't it? People, there was no call out on the BBC or there was no shout out to say everyone needs to come down. People instinctively came and wanted to serve and wanted to love. And, yeah. and it's amazing that this um, programme, Green for Grenfell, is enabling people to do just that um, because in those early days, why do you think people came? Do you think it was just that, that knee-jerk reaction or do you think in and of ourselves we know that's the right response? People are innately good. Yeah. You know, they're, they're instinctively good and they wanted to see how they could help. Mm. And, you know, the, the volunteer sort of leaders who just started, who just took charge, and I'm so grateful for them yeah. and for the volunteers who came down because you know that we were completely abandoned by the authorities. There was just no one organising anything down there. And if it hadn't have been for the volunteers, people, if you remember people running out in their nightclothes, you know, mm. they, did, they weren't dressed, they didn't have anything on their feet. Mm-hmm. And, and it was those volunteers that really helped um, helped uh, the survival of those yeah. of those survivors in the first few days. You know, they were feeding them. People came down with community kitchens, uh, soup kitchens, and just set up in the streets and started feeding water in people. If you remember, it was so hot that summer. It was, yeah. it was quite a feat and very humbling very humbling that people took time out of their lives away from their kids to come and help others yeah definitely oh sandra thank you so much for joining us honestly it's such a pleasure to have you on um thank you and thank you for all you do for us you know you're (laughs) amazing uh volunteering on all the events it's it's absolutely amazing to see you and your energy so yeah we we want everyone to go green for grenfell and let's see all your pictures using the hashtag please yes green for grenfell day yes green for grenfell day and grenfell community hero two hashtags um that everyone can be using and it's not just schools i'm sure workplaces can take part (laughs) absolutely everybody (laughs) let's just all go green yeah (laughs) London's gonna be covered in it and and, and more Uh, Sandra thank you so much for joining us hope you have a good day and we'll see you soon thank you very much that was Sandra on the Litmus podcast talking to us about how to go green for Grenfell so you can pick a date between now the 14th of June to the 28th of June and get your people involved whether you're at school college at work do something nice do something great and go green to celebrate an unsung hero and use all the funds that you may raise to put towards a local cause because it's all about celebrating those who are in our communities doing amazing things and also to remember the lives lost the 72 lives lost to the Grenfell Tower fire two years ago today so if you are free we are going to be meeting for the silent walk at 7.45pm so do come down do wear green and we'll see you real soon this is the Limits Podcast Hey folks I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.